the manufacturer of a product knows how best it is supposed to function. And that is why every manufacturer includes a manual to teach users how to get the best out of his product. God manufactured the first marriage when he brought Eve to Adam and he created it for your good. But when you don't have time to pay attention to his manual or his instructions, you may find yourself experiencing preventable hardships in your relationship. I'm Wonola, and here in Courtship and Marriage, we are committed to giving you godly advice from scriptures that is sure to make your relationship as good and successful as God intended it to be. Follow this podcast to stay updated with godly wisdom that will help you build a successful relationship. Today, I would like to share with you about how to deal with unfulfilled expectations in your marriage. In the last episode, I mentioned that unfulfilled expectation is the leading cause of dissatisfaction, unhappiness, and resentment in marriage. And I read from a scripture that I would like to read again, James chapter 4 verse 1. It says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? That's the new international version. What causes fights and quarrels in marriage? Majorly, is somebody's expectations not being met. Somebody expects that their spouse would treat them in a certain way or act in a certain way or do certain things. And those expectations are not being met. And that causes fights, that causes quarrels, that causes unhappiness and resentment. So at the roots of every fight problem in marriage, you'll find an expectation that has not been met. It is important to note that unfulfilled expectation or this resentment that you're feeling doesn't mean that your spouse is doing nothing. It only means your spouse isn't doing something that you expect of them of them and I gave an analogy of Jesus and John the Baptist and how he expected Jesus to save him since he's the proclaimed savior right and Jesus didn't jump to save him Jesus was busy healing and raising the dead and all of that and that was being the savior you know but John expected that salvation to manifest in a certain way And it wasn't forthcoming. And therefore, he became resentful. He became offended. You know, and we can see that play out in our marriages day by day. Our spouse is doing something, but it's not good enough for us. Because that thing, the other thing that we are expecting, is not doing that. Right? So today, I would like to look at the second analogy of somebody who got his expectation met. And... It was Jesus and Peter. Matthew chapter 14 from verse 22. I know that this is an analogy or a story that depicted the power of faith, you know, and how doubts can affect that. But today I would like to relate it to our marriage. In this scripture, we can see that Jesus is the one that sent them. Now the sheep was in trouble. The wind was contrary. Things were not working. Everything was upside down, you know. And hey, Jesus is now here walking and everything. And Peter said, if it is you, let me come. And Jesus said, it is me, come. 
Peter came and then he began to sink. When he got afraid, he began to sink. Now, Peter could have thought, he's the one that asked me to come. Why didn't he just take care of it? Why didn't he take care of the wind? Why didn't he make everything perfect for me? He's the one that said I should come, right? But instead of Peter accusing, instead of Peter feeling resentful, instead of Peter expecting and not receiving, what did Peter do? I love him. He cried. <laughs> Peter cried out, Lord save me which would have been the natural reaction of a person drowning right but remember john the baptist was also in prison his freedom was taken away his life was hanging in the balance he could have cried jesus you are the savior help me deliver me save me free me but instead of that, he sent a message, are you the savior or should we expect another? So we can see this play out in marriages every day. A spouse is offended that his partner, a partner is not meeting a need. But instead of asking, instead of requesting, he or she would rather just accuse. You don't do this. You're supposed to do that. You're not doing this. Instead of just asking, this is what I expect. This is what I desire. This is what I need. This is what I want from you. A simple way to deal with unfulfilled expectations in marriage is to simply ask for what you need. Just ask for what you need. And being a married woman myself, I can totally relate with the fact that sometimes it may feel uncomfortable to ask for what you need because sometimes your needs are obvious, right? Like, why is this person not saying that these things need to be done? Why do I have to be the one to tell him that to do this? Why do I have to, to be the one to be the responsible person in this relationship? So, I've been there. I felt that way. And I've come to realize that at the end of the day, it is still much more better to ask for what you need, to state your expectations clearly, than to just stay in your thoughts, be resentful, be upset, be angry, because that changes absolutely nothing. Like, your spouse will all of a sudden begin to do those things just because you have thoughts in your heart. He can't even read your mind. <laughs> so your thoughts, just thinking those resentful thoughts, thinking those painful thoughts, taking on a victim mentality is not going to make any difference. So it's better to be uncomfortable and make requests than to be uncomfortable and dwelling in your thoughts and be resentful. Right, And if you want to deal with the issue of not having to be the one to bring these things up all the time, it's better to definitely better to bring it up once. Have a sit down, a conversation, a time when that is set apart for both of you to analyze issues so that it won't be every single time things are popping up that you're making requests, you're making demands, you're, you're definitely going to become a nagging person, right? And that is not who you want to be. So let there be a set time that you and your spouse have agreed so that at this time of the week, at this time of the day, 
we're going to sit down and we're going to analyze what is working and what is not working in our relationship. And at that time, your spouse is already expectant that you're going to bring up issues that are not working. And he or she is also going to bring up issues that he perceives are not working. And then you can both trash them out together. And you can both make decisions to effect changes. And you can both decide on what will be the consequence of somebody not following through with the decision that they have made so that everything will be clear before you and the rest of the week you can be happy i found this very helpful for me in my marriage to schedule such times that is basically for talk to sit down and to analyze and to bring up issues and to walk through them this doesn't mean that we don't talk about issues as they arise you know but he reduces the frequency of the time where you have to be bringing up issues but at the end of the day the way to deal with your expectations not being met is to simply ask for what you need and in asking be honest be sincere in your request don't take an offended or accusatory or defensive posture. Just communicate what you need. Communicate how you feel and communicate what you need. I'm feeling disappointed because I expected that this is what we're going to do and he didn't turn out that way. But when you start with an accusation, the person, the other person's natural response is to be defensive. If somebody attacks you, you're going to defend yourself, no matter how much you love that other person. <laughs> so that's just what it is. So John the Baptist attacked Jesus. He took an accusatory position and Jesus responded, go and tell John all what you have seen. Because he has to defend himself. Tell John that the dead are being raised to, to, to life, the blind are seen, the lame are walking, I am the savior that I said I am, right? But Peter just screamed, Lord, help me. And what did Jesus do? Immediately. I like that word, immediately. He rescued him, right? Your spouse may not be like that. Your spouse may not be like Jesus who immediately responded to the request. But the point is, you are doing what you ought to do to get your expectations met. You are not just sitting down resentful, expecting him to read your mind. You are asking for help. You are asking for what you need. You are opening up. You are communicating right you're doing what you ought to do that will give your partner an opportunity to actually meet your need an opportunity to fulfill your expectations so ask for what you need in the best manner that your spouse will be eager to meet that need at the end of the day what you want is for your needs to be met you don't want your spouse to be hurt. You don't want your spouse to be offended if you're a good-intentioned person, right? You don't want to make your spouse demand, right? What you just want is for your need to be to be met. What will make you happy is for your need to be met. So therefore, don't ask in a way that would make you feel righteous or make you look right. Just ask in a way that your spouse will be eager to meet your need. Think about what you want at the end of the day. Do you want to look right? Do you want to, to be perceived as right or righteous? Or do you want your needs to be met? <laughs> right? So just think about that and let that determine 
the tone of your voice, the choice of words that you use. So that is one simple way to deal with an unfulfilled expectation in your marriage. Even as I am talking on this topic, I just dealt with it recently, <laughs> right? It's something that pops up in our marriage a lot of time because we are human, because our spouses are not mind readers. If you dealt with one, doesn't mean another expectation will not be unfulfilled. Go back to the basis. Ask for what you need. If it's something that you can easily overlook, if it's something that you know, is not that important, then you can overlook it. Not all your expectations can possibly be met, right? Your spouse is not God. And even God doesn't meet all our expectations. It's not everything we want that he gives to us or that he does for us, right? You know, so first ask yourself, this thing I'm expecting, is it realistic to expect this of my spouse? You know, and is this something that my spouse can actually do? And if you can answer yes to those questions, then you can have a sit down and say, okay, it's realistic. I feel like it's realistic of me to ask this, to require this of you. And I want you to meet it, you know. And then you can think of ways by which you can support your spouse in meeting that need. The ways by which you can make it easy for him or her to meet that need, right? You know, so as many times as it pops up in your relationship, don't be resentful. Don't be accusatory. Don't be demeaning. Just make requests in a way that your spouse can respond positively to that request. And your relationship will grow. I hope you have been blessed by this. Have a lovely, lovely week. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for the privilege to be a blessing to you. What will you remember from today's episode? Take a minute to record it as a voice message or type it in the comments. Doing this helps you to be conscious of the changes you're going to make in your relationship and it encourages others to listen and transform their relationships as well. So it's a win-win. Don't hold back. Let's do this together. Leave a comment now. God bless you.